You cannot please everyone. And the minute you try... Definitely not you. Oh my god. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. This week on The Real Housewives of New York, the ladies are still in the Hamptons, and you better believe that they are still complaining about every little thing. They are hungry, they are cold, they are Wi-Fi challenged. Jessel and Jenna are both in the hot, or should we say cold, seat, and Bryn does not want to let Catchgate go. We are going to dive in and mention it all, but before we do, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. I also wanted to announce that Bravo Breaking News just launched a new merch collection on Etsy. You can find the link to the shop in the description below. Uh, we got tees, sweatshirts, water bottles, gifts, onesies, anything that you or any fellow Bravo lover would need. So make sure you check it out. Oh my God, the onesies are so cute. I just sent two to a friend of mine who's pregnant and is a huge Bravo fan. All right, so let's dive into the episode. They're all waking up. They're at Aaron's house and we find out that Jenna did not stay the night at Aaron's. She left the night before. She kind of did an Irish goodbye. You know, she kind of like just snuck out a little bit and they caught her. And she said, well, I have a 6.30 a.m. call and I, I can't get any sleep because the music's loud. And yeah, I don't know. So they're discussing this. Jessel is in Aaron's room. She's like immediately complaining because she's freezing and there's no heat upstairs. Apparently she just has zero tact with the way that she delivers any sort of criticism. She basically says, oh, well, I bet Jenna left because her house is by the ocean and yours is not. And it's like, Chessel, do you not hear how these things are coming out of your mouth? So Aaron is like, so are you saying that her house is better than mine or my house isn't good enough? Oh, no, no, of course not. That's not what I was saying. Sai runs in and just falls on the floor like she slips and falls and instantly Sai gets like a 10 point bonus in my book. I actually really liked Sai this episode, whereas last episode she was rubbing me the wrong way. So I just loved this sort of morning after like powwow in Aaron's room when she's still in bed and they're all in their jammies. I thought it was really great. Yeah, me too. Um, but Jessel, gosh, like she is doubling down. Like you think that last night maybe she would wake up with like a new perspective and be like, huh, Maybe I didn't handle that situation great, but no, no, no. She's continuing to complain like, girl, like, do you have any respect for like your hostess? Like, oh my God. So we finally it's get, it's wild. Um, So we finally get Jenna arriving. You know, she says that she snuck out because the girls were partying and she had a 6.30 a.m. call. And it just, you know, reminds me of like Vicki Gumbelson being like, do you work? Like, I work. Jenna works. She had a 6.30 a.m. call. And honestly, more power to her. I mean, we occasionally have these housewives, you know, don't have the flexibility and, you know, the the schedules that the other wives do. And they tend to have to go do other things like candy, especially in this season of Atlanta. So I admire that and I respect it. And I think that, you know, she was just kind of, I don't know, she said that the ladies were partying right above her bedroom they were blasting music. And while Jenna has a point, you know, Aaron does say it was like 10 p.m. It's not like they were, it was like in the middle of the night. And basically, Sai's just like, step out, grandma, step out. And like you mentioned, that's exactly what Jenna did. Yeah, exactly. So she stepped out. If she's a grandma, then 
fine. I I don't know. I'm curious like where yeah, where you stand on this. I feel like I am I'm team Jenna. I understand why the ladies are upset because it's supposed to be a bonding thing. But like Jenna she's Jenna Lyons. She is booked and busy. She has a six thirty call that she needs to be prepared for and awake and if she wants to go to bed at 10, then let her go to bed at 10. I don't know. That's just that's just my take on it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And and it wouldn't be housewives without some sort of drama. You know, it's like the fish room all over again, but there's no fish room. You know, Luann like doesn't want to stay in there and wants to stay in a hotel. And that's just what makes housewives what it is. All of the, you know, different kind of drama that they have to deal with on a girl's trip. And I just have to ask you a question, though. Do you know what the hell Shakshuka is or was before this episode or before this show? Okay, I do not know what Shakshuka is, and I've been meaning to look it up because they say it like 75 times, and I think because they just like saying Shakshuka. And when they call out Jenna, you know, so Jenna finally comes in the next morning, and at least she brings coffee for everyone, right? So they didn't have to drink peasant coffee, and... You know, they're like, well, we're starving because you wouldn't let me make shakshuka. And Jenna's like, whoa, 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 are you shakshitting me? Like, we're all adults here. You guys can do whatever you want. Just because I say something doesn't mean it's how it goes. And I thought she, I don't know, I thought she kind of had a good point. Like, I feel like they were kind of blaming her for everything. And it's like, guys, at the end of the day, like, you can all do what you want to do. Do you know what shakshuka is? I had to Google shakshuka, and I guess it's like an egg dish and some sort of like tomato sauce with spices and stuff. It actually sounds quite delicious, but maybe it's like an East Coast thing. I don't know. Never heard of it. Never heard the word shakshuka more than I did in the past two episodes, and I will probably never hear it again in my life. So thank you, Roni, for, you know, expanding our our knowledge and, you know, giving us a little bit of food culture. Yeah, exactly. We are being cultured here. For sure. Um, So shakshuka aside, they finally get the trainer there and he is, you know, pretty good looking. And Uba definitely notices because she gives him this look. She looks at him and then she almost looks into the camera like, whoa, like this guy was made for me. And I love it. They are totally vibing, you know, but everybody has kind of a different outlook on the workout. We learned that Uba, even though she has this banging model body, does not work out. Um, Jenna does work out, even though she doesn't like to, um, just because she likes to look good naked. And honestly, relatable, super relatable. And Bryn finally shows up to the trip and she is wearing this like floor length hemp coat, like it's just amazing. And she's immediately like shading the location of the house, you know, being mad that she wasn't greeted at the door. I don't know. Honestly, it's an iconic entrance. Yeah. Bryn showing up was was pretty funny. And she's like, hello, like, is anyone here? You know, opens the door herself. I have to, you know, lug in my bags all by myself. And I think part of her is just playing it up. But like, I'm here for it. And she apparently knows David the trainer from previous sessions or something. Unclear if they've maybe hooked up in the past. I feel like that was kind of the unspoken truth there. And she is instantly flirting with him. And Uba is like, you know, she goes on the defense. So now we just get the two of them like blatantly fighting over this guy. And it was almost embarrassing. I was like, you guys are better than this. Like, 
Uba, you're better than this. You don't have to grab a guy and like, you know, pull him away from another girl. But it's still made for some funny TV. We get, you know, them doing this partner kind of workout. And Uba is trying to like jump over the girls as they're planking. And it was hilarious. Like she's so tall and lanky and completely uncoordinated. I think Bryn called her like an ungraceful swan. And I thought that was perfect. She literally reminds me of my four-year-old who is not the most coordinated trying to jump over something. She has to like almost do it like two feet, like, you know, one foot lands, then the other foot lands. She can't quite get both there like a hop. And I was like, oh, Uba, you just, I love you more and more every episode. I love it. She is hilarious. Like I said, she kind of brings a breath of fresh air, some humor, some lightness, and I love it. So the ladies kind of start to get ready for this Hamptons lunch. And while they didn't seem to manifest khaki for Jenna's um, OG episode one party, they were decked out in khaki for this Hamptons lunch. Um, So we have Uba, Jessel, and Sai kind of arriving down, ready for lunch. And I have to ask, like, who was your best dressed? Because they all looked amazing. They all looked great. I actually, my best dressed in this moment was Jessel. I really liked her white collared shirt with the the coat over it. I thought she looked great. I liked Sai's look with the coat. Without the coat, I thought it looked really frumpy on her. And I thought it was not flattering at all. Bryn looks really cute too. Uba obviously looked amazing in all white. But yeah, it was really funny how they all came out super dressed up. And then Jenna and Aaron, the ones who actually have houses and live in the Hamptons, are so casual. And it reminded me, it was like, well, yeah, because they live there and the others are sort of like tourists and they're like playing dress up. Totally. I actually liked size look. Um, I love a good matching set, a two-piece set. And like, I also love a good oversized look. So it looked comfy, but was also chic. I don't know. I, I liked size in that moment, but I did love Bryn's coat. They all looked amazing. Hampton's ready. Even Jenna and Aaron, the casual vibes. So they arrive at the restaurant and, you know, Bryn is kind of, coming in hot she's like kind of giving the girls tips on flirting because everybody's calling her out for it she's like the Ramona singer of Roni 2.0 I mean she is flirting with every guy she has great game and she says her little tip is to kind of maybe pull up some nudes and scroll through those as you're you know standing next to a guy at a party and honestly I don't know, not something I would have ever thought of and doesn't seem like something the other girls were really into. But if it works for her, then why not? Yeah, but my question is, wouldn't he be like, doesn't it look weird that you're just standing there looking at your own nudes? Yeah, in the middle of a party. The answer is yes. I think she just has no shame. So it's like, well, whatever works. And yeah, I see why that would work. But I'm with the other girls. Like, you're not going to get a quality guy that way. You might be able to, you know, you might get someone to hook up with for a night but like I don't think you're gonna find husband material that way yeah and then I think it was Uba in the confessional uh, that was like oh is this how Bryn like landed her three engagements and like honestly this is the most that we've gotten about Bryn's backstory in the first three episodes she's been engaged three times before we have no idea about her career we have no idea about her current love life like I need more this was just like a small nugget that made my you know mine go ding like I need to know more about this yeah same I still feel like I don't know I feel like maybe she wasn't supposed to be a main character until she was 
So they just haven't given us much, but it almost is in a good way. It's like maybe we only can handle little doses of Brynn and that's what makes us like her so much. If we were getting too much Brynn, it might be overkill. Okay. All right. I see that. I mean, speaking of too much Brynn, so she kind of, you know, continues to come in hot at this lunch saying basically to Aaron that she has a double standard. You know, Brynn didn't show up at the restaurant that shall not be named, aka Catch, for a dinner reservation and was totally like put on blast for it. Whereas Jenna snuck out and didn't stay at Aaron's house and Aaron's kind of just like brushing it off. And that's kind of exactly what Aaron does at the, you know, lunch. We saw them kind of, you know, make up in the scene before they went to lunch. So we kind of saw this coming. But Aaron just basically says, well, maybe it's just because I like her more. And honestly, I love the honesty. I love just the truth telling straight to her face. No bullshit. She's not, you know, beating around the bush. And honestly, I'm here for it. I bowed down to Aaron at this moment. I was like, can you imagine if every housewife was just so straightforward like that? I mean, we might not have the shows that we have, but I thought it was hilarious. She's like, well, maybe because I just like her a little more. So I'm not going to stay mad at her. But I mean, don't ask if you don't want the truth, I guess. Yeah, Brynn is not letting Catchgate go. And I mean, at this point, I think we're all over it. So she but she keeps going. She's trying to make her point. She gets some, she says some weird dog analogy. No one is following. Uba keeps saying, what is happening? I feel like I'm watching a French film. Like, I can't follow what is going on. And then the the nation turns to Jessel because Jessel's like, well, you know, you can't please everyone. And Aaron's like, yeah, especially you. Like, no, there is no pleasing you, Jessel. And she's like, what? Me? Oh, come on. And the size like, you're complaining about the food. You're complaining about the heat the Wi-Fi. Let's not forget the lingerie incident last night. And so they bring that up. And Jessel is like, oh, come on, guys. Like, you can't. I was trying to be funny. Like, well, you don't have a very good sense of humor then because it did not come across that way. Jenna kind of chimes in saying like, you know, it didn't feel great. Like if it was if it was reversed and it was your friend that had made something and you were gifting it and someone just completely shat on it and said, I hate this. I would never wear this. Like, I would never be caught dead in this. Wouldn't that hurt your feelings? And Jess was kind of like, okay, I see that. Yeah, I can see how, you know, maybe it was insensitive. All I was trying to say is that it was a lovely gift, but I think I might exchange it for something that's a little more my style. So she like keeps doubling down on being rude. And it's like, Jessel, just stop talking. I don't know. I What was your read on this? Yeah, um, her saying that it was like a joke and she was trying to be funny. Um, nobody was laughing that you were dead serious. <laughs> That's one person. When, when you came down and said you looked like an effing Christmas tree, you were dead serious. There was no laughter. So I don't know. That's a cop out, in my opinion. And I think I said in our last recap, you know, I'm not sure whether, you know, this is like a one time incident or if this is like kind of who she really is. But we're kind of starting to see in this episode, this is kind of who she really is. And she's, you know, maybe a little bit, I don't know, stuck up, for lack of a better term. I don't know. She she definitely doesn't seem to, you know, care about complaining. She seems to maybe at home get exactly what she wants when she wants it and when she's not maybe in her element or comfortable with something 
she's not afraid to show it. And that is rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, definitely. I, I think we see even in a sneak peek of next week that her husband kind of confirms this. You know, sometimes she can come across as abrasive. Her delivery isn't always the best. And so, you know, maybe this is a, a real learning moment for Jessel. And she's never realized that. But damn girl, like you, I would not want to hang out with you because like hearing negative Nancy all the time is not fun. No, it is not. So the ladies kind of get ready. I feel like all they're doing in the Hamptons is like hanging around at the house and eating, which honestly is like definitely my vibe. But I guess we're just going from meal to meal, yet somehow they're always starving. They're always starving, right? They need a lot of food. So maybe it makes sense. So we go from lunch, we're back at the house, and they're already getting ready for dinner, it seems. And Sai and Uba kind of make Jenna step out of her element and wear this like very chic black dress, which I think she looked amazing in. She seemed maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but I don't know. What were your thoughts like them kind of peer pressuring her into changing out of her gray sweater and jeans into this kind of dress? On the one hand, I do think she looks amazing and I think it's you know, it's fun to kind of try something new. On the other hand, I'm like, she's Jenna Lyons. She doesn't need to be styled by anybody. Okay. So I don't know. I think it was, she was game and like, you know, she was kind of a good sport about it. But it's also like so funny that they just get so dressed up in these beautiful, you know, gowns in some instances and they're just going downstairs to eat at the house. I always think it's so funny when housewives do that. At least these girls did not have glam. You'll see in Miami and Beverly Hills, they do the same thing, but they have to sit in two hours of glam, then get dressed, then walk downstairs to have dinner. Like you're not going anywhere. And I just, I can't. So I think it's refreshing that they don't have girl, that they don't have glam on this trip. Do you miss the glam or do you, or do you feel like we're okay without it? No, I don't miss the glam at all. Um, I kind of like the down-to-earthness that this trip is bringing, you know, but I do love my housewives elevated. I like to see that aspirational lifestyle. So I'm hoping maybe in some upcoming episodes or whatever, I'm sure we're going to get to see them, you know, more living that fabulous New York lifestyle, going on trips. I don't remember what their cash trip is this season, but I'm here for it now. I hope maybe we get to see a little bit more of it later in the season. That's my take. Yeah. So back to the dinner. For once, everyone's loving the food. Aaron is so relieved that no one's complaining this time. And they start playing a game, Two Truths and a Lie. And I'm like, oh, great. We're going to learn more about these women. But of course, it's just sexual in nature. And like, while I think that's fun, I'm also think it's, I don't know. I don't know if I care that you've, you know, had sex in a Zara or not, or at a Knicks game. Like, I would like, I would much rather like to hear things that are a little more interesting about who they are as people. What was your reaction to this game? Yeah, no, I agree. It was fun, but everything kind of always, like we already, didn't we already do this at Jenna's party? Like, it's kind of seemed right. like a repeat of like what we already did, but we kind of get to hear some interesting stories or get, I guess, um, one of which being Jessel and the Popsicle. What was your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty surprising. I think, you know, it was probably when she was a lot younger and, you know, not with her. She said it was not with her husband. Yeah, I think it showed, you know, a little freaky side to her. And 
Same with Aaron and the senator's office. But like no one wanted to tell the story. They just wanted to mention the clickbait part of it, but like not actually give details. And then when Aaron was calling her husband to say, did I ever tell you about the time I had sex in the senator's office? And he's like, hey, uh, no, I don't think so. But FYI, the kids are in the car and you're on speakerphone. So that was I think that was pretty funny, um, that recap. But yeah, I just I don't know. I'm kind of feel like, OK, we get it. Like some of you are freaky, some of you are not. All right. After dinner, they move on to the the fire pit and to go outside. Yeah. Would you be able to get a fire pit started by yourself? Would I be able to get a fire pit started by myself? Yes. Yes. Of course, yes. I wouldn't be able to do that by myself, I don't think. It's not like you're in the woods and have to, like, rub sticks together to start a fire. It's a button with a propane tank. So, yes, of course I would be able to start the fire pit. Maybe Erin's not used to being there like by herself. You know, she usually has her husband with her was kind of what I gathered. But yes, I think I would have been able to figure out. And it was kind of like, I don't know, Bryn inside to the rescue. They they helped her. You know, you had Bryn lugging that propane tank. Those things are not lightweight. So I don't know. I was kind of impressed. They got it working. Meanwhile, we have Bryn like trying to get something from the fridge and she like can't open it, which I would be the same way like there's no handles it's like the first time you're getting into a tesla you're like how how do i do this that was one of my favorite moments of the whole episode she does not know how to open this door and i would feel i would start panicking too because it's like okay this is a, this is a refrigerator i cannot be this dumb to where i can't figure out how to open the door and she starts saying alexa open the fridge <laughs> alexa siri someone anyone Somehow she manages to sort of accidentally open it because then she goes back a second time and doesn't know how she opened it the first time because she is again like, what secret button did I press? And oh, it was just, it was everything. It was everything. Um, So the ladies kind of gather around the fire pit and we learn a lot more about Psy, which I think was really refreshing. Like you said, we're kind of really like, we're waiting for these women to open up. So we find out, you know, while Jenna and Aaron are fans of the dollar store, Sai isn't because she grew up poor and that is like where they got all of their things, their Christmas tree. And, you know, she basically couldn't afford to kind of live the life that she wanted to live. Her mom couldn't support her. She moved out on her own so early. And this was just really refreshing to hear and definitely made me see a different side of Sai than we've seen in the past two episodes. Yeah, I I really appreciated her opening up about this and honestly like have huge respect for her as a person to change her circumstances with no one else's help but just herself you know just her own drive and I mean that must have been so incredibly hard I can't not even imagine but she has made quite a life for herself and you know she's accomplished a lot and she was basically just like, I did not want to settle for mediocrity. You know, what what I had was not what I wanted. And so she took it upon herself to change courses. And I feel like while this episode was not the most exciting per se, I do feel a little bit of a different vibe with this cast than with other housewives. Maybe it's because it's early and they're still getting to know each other. But I feel like they want to at least establish some deeper connections with each other. Maybe I'm wrong, 
But like, that's kind of what I'm getting now. You know, like we've already had Jenna opening up about her mom. We've already, we've had Sai opening up. We've had Jessel open up about, you know, her sex life. And like, these are big things for people to talk about on camera. So I just, I'm really appreciating that, that depth that we're getting. Definitely. Um, I hope it continues. We're getting a little bit more and more about these ladies each week and I am loving it. So we will be back next week to cover the next episode of Real Housewives of New York. Make sure you leave all of your thoughts in the comments below and we'll see you next time. Bye everyone. 